episode 71, Intervention. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this week is my wife, Emily. I'm Emily. Hey, Emily. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 71 of the games we play. This week, we'll be talking about some games we played together. Uh, a couple, actually really good two-player games that you can play as a couple, but also really good with family. So we're going to be talking about those games, uh, talking about our gaming goals here just for a little bit, and that'll probably do the episode for us. If you're a first-time listener, we do thank you for listening to the games we play. This is... Um, kind of a different format because we're in quarantine and just difficulty playing with other people. So we just kind of talk about the games we've been playing opposed to our short uh, segments where we have different topics and and whatnot. So we do appreciate you joining us. And for all the longtime listeners, welcome back. Did I say this is episode 71? Yes, I did. All right. So Emily, already off to... I think it's episode 71. (laughs) Did I say 70? I don't don't know. It's 71. 71. You you lose track (laughs) after a while. So Emily... uh, How's your gaming goals going for the year? Yeah, I'm at 187 games for the year, and 84 of them are unique. How many? What's your goal? My goal is 200. Oh, so I'm hoping to reach it by the end of September. You gonna play? You gonna play 20 this weekend? Probably. <laughs> um, I only need 13. Oh, there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can do math. I. I promise. <laughs> um. <laughs> um uh, honestly, I just didn't hear what you said. I know it was 180 something. Anyway, so classic. My gaming game goals. You know, you just start to tune out. You know, after 13 years. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. uh, or is it 14? No, I'm just joking. It's I a, believe it's 15. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> um, sorry, a little inside joke. All right, so I'm up to 229 games and 92 unique games so climbing up the charts gonna hit Getting that 250 there. before uh no time but the 150 unique is a aggressive goal yours is 125 125 <laughs> is unique goal see this is why i have emily she just keeps me on track kind of reminds me of things uh, a lot of stuff jumping in my head here but um that's a lot of games still to play 30 33 because i, I can't do math yeah 33 more games i know we have at least 30 do we games have we've- Yes, we 33 do. more unique ones. We have a whole shelf of like small games. That oh, would be yeah. 33. That's kind of cheating, but maybe we can get those in this week. Maybe we could rent some from the Delt Hand or something. Yeah, we could, we could do that. Try to get some unique ones. All right. Well, that's Or we might just have to buy some. some well, new ones. I mean, <laughs> we could talk. Well, we'll just go into it. So today, the. This is a sneak peek. You know, we're in midweek, the week before uh, this comes out. So the Reckoners. Board game, which we're a big fan of, Brandon Sanderson, yes. the original book trilogy. They're they're young Sparks. adult books, yeah, but they're pretty good. They're yeah, pretty they good, are really good, even for adults. So if you like if you like reading, it's and it's not fantasy; it's more sci-fi. I would say, I would reckon it sci-fi. It's kind of superhero-ish. Yeah, the the premise, this particular series. Yeah, the, it's really good books actually, and, mm-hmm. and it, the premise is it's set here in like Chicago, but in like a alternate universe where people do get superpowers. They're called epics, but when they get their superpowers, it corrupts them. And they're evil. So all the people who have superpowers are actually super evil. Uh, basically, they take over the world and they're dictators and you know 
tyrannical. So if you like, like Marvel, yeah, it's kind of like that. But only it's a little twist. It's better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. Get Marvel. Flack for and that. we just lost a we lost yeah. a few listeners. I'm sure. Uh, so that's the book series. It's a trilogy. They're they're really good. It's it's about the Reckoners who are trying to fight against the Epics. They're trying to take him down and kill him. And they're just normal people. They don't have powers or anything like that. And so it's kind of a kind of a cool dystopian type books. Um, and it's Brandon Sanderson, huge fan, one of my favorite oh, authors. Yeah. They made a board game called The Reckoners. That came out a few years ago, and it's a cooperative game, and it's a lot of fun. It's really tough, uh, but really fun, and it really nails the theme of the game. Or <laughs> the theme, of course it nails the theme of the game, uh, the theme of the books. It really translates mm-hmm. well. It's like you're stepping into the book. <laughs> <laughs> and taking you do take control of one of the main characters becoming one with the world that brandon has created <laughs> oh. oh boy um but it's no it's really good though it the the mechanics of the game really do follow the book and that's what's really cool it integrates them if you play games for the experience that goes hand in hand with it this Ab- is a absolutely. great game experience especially if you've read the books absolutely um, so it's a lot of fun. Difficult game, very thematic. The components are just off the chart. They're game trays. Uh, mm-hmm. Just really impressed how they do it. So that game, we've talked about, I think, on the podcast before, but the expansion, so the next game just got released on Kickstarter, and it's going to fill in for book two and three. So the first one, you fight Steelheart, who's the main bad guy, and then the second and third book are two other bad guys, and there's some new... Uh, main characters and whatnot and so really excited about it. it it doesn't look like it changes it a whole lot but it just a little more of the same it looks like there's a few maybe new mechanics there's new all new locations bosses characters and and whatnot so really excited about it really really excited about it so gotta love it gotta plug it there's still 30 days because it just released on the kickstarter go check it out it is a little pricey um, i think the base game is 53 dollars uh, however, even the components for that 53 is really Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, you get a lot it, of game for the price. Yep. Of course, we went deluxe. Uh, I want all the upgraded of metal course. components. I mean, I really like the game. I'm, we're going to play it, so I think it's worth it. I hear Corey's going to pull an intervention on you for a Kickstarter. Yeah, so <laughs> Corey was complaining that it was going to take the fulfillments to August of next year. Um, Corey, welcome to Kickstarter, uh, because that's pretty much every game. I think we were a little spoiled with some of the Kickstarters this year, like Planet Unknown, for example, is coming out in a month or two. Yeah, isn't it October? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen an update from them recently, but I think they're printing and everything. And quite a few of the other Kickstarters we got this year are actually on track maybe by the end of the year. So we've been a little spoiled, but usually they do take about a year, year and a half. And uh, (laughs) so I looked and we've backed 25 Kickstarters. I think we have a problem. Uh, Well... Okay, historically, as a bystander, it seemed like Chris was the one that always did the Kickstarters, but now... I think Chris is still doing Kickstarters, although it sounds like... How the turned have tabled. How the turned <laughs> tables have turned. Uh, <laughs> well, well, well. How the turntables. Yeah, I think Chris has kind of slowed down a little bit. Yeah, and this last week I backed uh, Western Langlands too. It's the final installment. And, yes. But I was missing the second Kickstarter, so I did the one that gets all the stuff from You have to have the complete set. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well go all in, right? Um, right. Yeah, I might have a problem. Okay, cool. I think so. 
but uh, we do need more shelves we yes do we shelves. do we got this room we finally got this room prepped down here uh at my office and we're prepping it uh there's some like carpet and uh, padding and stuff i had to replace and now it's all ready to go and i touched up some paint here and i'm ready to get those the calyx shelves to line the whole wall it's gonna be pretty sweet I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. yeah all right well enough of that chit chat let's let's get down to uh brass tacks if you will i could throw in as many uh cliche phrases in here uh, <laughs> let's talk about some games we played this week so um emily what's the first game you want to talk about um you introduced me to well i should say i picked off the shelf kawagana is that how you pronounce it is kawagawa there's no in there. kanagawa kanagawa i knew that there we go there isn't in there it's it's a pretty game it's japanese theme yeah. It, that's the name, I guess. Yes. In the game, you are a painter, well, a student painter, mm-hmm. creating a canvas, and you have to use certain colors or seasons or whatever you want. Landscapes. To Landscapes. There's there's the word. It's kind of engine building. It really is. You're building out your studio, which allows you to build, not build, paint. Well, you're just putting cards down. But you're using your studio... As resources to be able to paint your prints, right? Mm-hmm. And the cards are dual purpose. So on one side, it has the studio part, while the other side of the card has the print. Mm-hmm. So depending on what you want to use or what you can, you flip the card and tuck it under either the top for your print or the bottom mm-hmm. of your studio. Um, so kind of a cool theme. Yeah. I Unique. I really liked it. I I like that like set collection feel, and there's some of that in there. There's a lot of set collections. Yeah. And it, it can be a little... I don't know if you felt... It was a little overwhelming to try to track all the sets. Yeah, I feel like I missed a couple of them when I was supposed to take them. But if you turns in, you get it. It's yeah. pretty simple. So run through... What's the gameplay like? Just a just a quick like one-minute yeah, overview so, of how the game plays. Uh, Cards, for however many players are, cards come out each round and you have the ability to pass or take it. And then eventually, like, there's going to be a full column. So a full column is three cards. Well, maybe. Maybe. If you I keep mean, passing. If everybody takes a column, then that ends that round. But if people keep staying in, cards keep coming yeah. out every round. So anyway, eventually, you choose a column and you take the cards that are in the column. And then you have the choice of whether or not you're going to use the print or use the studio side and so you have to use if you use the studio side that's what you have to have to paint the print so you have to have the landscape in your studio to paint the print that you want yeah and you, on the top they're like little paint pots they're yeah like these so there's wooden, actual paint pots about that come with tall. the game yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty cool it is and you use those to place them amongst your studio to select the right landscape because the print has a cost it, it might be one ocean or two ocean or two trees or forest or mm-hmm. whatever it is and you have those symbols in your studio and you, you use your paint pots to sign that spot and then you, it's kind of like a resource essentially and mm-hmm. and um, there's other things on your studio that allow you to move your paint pots. So there's arrows, and you can use up your arrows to move the paint pots around to, you know, maybe your paint pots on ocean on your turn. Well, you want to build this mountain landscape. You could use your arrow to move your paint pot to your landscape one if you have one in your studio. So a lot of times, though, early game, you can't do the print because you don't have that, the required... Right. Uh, Landscape. resource landscape color in your studio. whatever mm-hmm. so that's why you're building up your studio which allows you then to 
um, you know, essentially build up. It's like right. kind of like engine. Yes. Um, you can acquire um, more paint pots. There's first player. There's uh, pick three points, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the collection part coming in? So play? then once you get um, certain, like a certain landscape or, so there's two different rows. Once you get certain things in your portraits or once you get certain things in your studio, then like, let's say you have three of the certain landscapes. Then you take this set collection tile. You take a tile that has victory points on it. Yeah, they're called diplomas, I think, to keep thematic in the game. They're just little cardboard things. You could push your luck and see if you can, if you get more, if if you get five instead of three, like if you wait and try to get five, then you get more victory points. Because they're tiered. Yes, because they're tiered. But if you pass on that two-pointer, you don't have ever have a chance to get that again. So the only way you can get another one in that category is up. And you can only right. have one diploma per category. And then you are you have to worry about if someone else is going to steal it from you. Yeah. So if for, you don't get there fast enough. For example, enough. I passed on the second tier. Emily on one turn got enough cards to push her. And she grabbed the third tier because she was first player. And I got to the third tier, but it was already taken. And since I already passed on the second tier, I can't take it. So I was yeah. out. I don't know, five or six victory points because of that. Right. And so there's a little push your luck, just like yeah. you said. Um, and all the set collections different. It's not just, hey, three of this, two right. of this, three of this. There's ones that are three that are different, three of mm-hmm. the same. Um, so there's one for each type of landscape for your prints. And then there's ones for each of the extra icons, like your paint bucket, your, yeah, and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So quick game, what, it played in 20 minutes? That's pretty fast, yeah. For a two player, it plays two to four players. Yeah. It plays pretty well at two player. I don't. Yeah. The only thing I think more players would help with is the column picking, because right. on two player there was not a whole lot of incentive not to just keep passing until three right. cards came out. Yes. However, one round I did pick on the second one because I needed like a third or fourth unique uh, building that was out there, and I wanted to grab it first so I could get my set collection. You know, my set for the buildings. Mm-hmm. But that's about it for a two player, and I think I had a similar sim- situation when I played with Corey, mm-hmm. but. It's it's a nice little light game, uh, not too difficult, but has some cool hobby elements with set collection and mm-hmm. um, and it looks pretty on the table. It does. It Thematic, looks really nice, nice uh, table presence. Those little pots, mm-hmm. the little paint pots, and heck, even the little board where you put your cards out on is a bamboo mat mat thing that rolls out that mm-hmm. comes with it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think this is a really under the radar game. Yeah, I never I've never heard of it until I saw it on our shelf. And there's an expansion that just came out too. So I, would, I, would, I wouldn't mind picking that up. But I, every time I see this one mentioned on Facebook, you know, on those game groups, mm-hmm. everybody's like, yeah, it's a really fun game. It's so underrated. I, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how expensive it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's fairly cheap. It's didn't it, did yellow. they get it when you... Yeah, it was one of the free games I won from, nice. the, from the King of Tokyo tournament. But yeah, great game. Check it out. It was Kanagawa. Kanagawa. K-A-N-A-G-A-W-A. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool game. Very yeah, cool I really liked it. But we did tie. We did. We've been tying a I lot lately. I think this lately. is the third game we, pl- we played that we've third tied. Third or fourth. I don't know. In the last couple of weeks. It's been that we've crazy. tied. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I add up all these scores. And like I had a lot more diplomas than she did. But she had a lot more pa- portraits. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I added up. I'm like, all right, we tied. <laughs> <laughs> and you just share the victory. Yeah. Boo. I, I hate that in games. <laughs> but it is. I don't want to share my victory with you. 
How dare you? I'm just share kidding. everything else with me in life. <laughs> for 15 years. Uh, 13. Huh? <laughs> you know, it's been 13. I know. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. Where was I? Where was I going? What have you played this week? Oh, yeah. We're talking about other games we played. Um. <laughs> all right. Another game I pulled out this week that I introduced to Emily is Boss Monster. So this one's an oldie, kind of a good one. I think this came out in 2012. I think this was Brotherwise Games' first game, actually. It was a Kickstarter. Um, they've gone on to make really good games. I believe they made um, like Call of Adventures, stuff like that. Really good. So it's a light-hearted card game. Uh, very thematic, though. The idea of it is your... And I think Chris and I might have talked about it just a little bit when we were talking about the new Kickstarter boss, Overlord. Um Anywho, uh, it's a card game where you're setting up a dungeon because you're a boss in this 8-bit. It's like video game, 8-bit. And you're a boss, and you're trying to set up a dungeon of traps and monster rooms to try to kill heroes. And so there's these little 8-bit heroes, mages, thieves, knights, whatever. And essentially, there's a mechanic that they come, you know, you try to lure them with treasure um, on your cards. And they come to your bot, your your dungeon and then they go through your dungeon and they either live or die. If you die, you collect their soul and it's a little dark, but the first person to 10 <laughs> souls wins the game. And then late midway through the game, there's uh, epic heroes that are harder, but they also give you more souls. You know, I don't know. Epic heroes have two souls apparently, but um, it's an interesting game. It's very engine building where all the cards will, um, they'll build upon each other, buff up other card types. You can upgrade, uh, basic rooms with advanced rooms and the advanced rooms you know you build on top of it your boss has a special level up ability so once you fill out your whole dungeon of five dungeons they get a special ability and so on and then there's spell cards you can acquire that you can there's a lot of take that with the spell cards where you could just like and i'm freezing your dungeon mm -hmm. and or <laughs> i'm buffing up my dungeon or i'm gonna steal this guy from you or steal that so there is a lot of take that um, in this game, but it's a very lighthearted game plays 15, 20 minutes. I believe it plays two to four players. Um, it's just a silly game. I wouldn't say it's like fully strategic because of all that. Take that. And sometimes the, and I'm, I just thought it was kind of luck a little bit based on what cards you drew. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's very luck dependent because it's just, you're you're it's hard to draw cards in the game and unless you get right. one of the cards that allows you to draw cards it's almost impossible to get cards and you only get one card per turn right and there's probably 10 to 15 turns total in the game it, yeah it is that's the only one of the faults i have with this game um and i know boss monster 2 changed it so you don't discard as many cards and set up and you get more options but still it's it's it is what it is. It's a lighthearted game. It's silly. It's kind of fun. Um, there's there's popular co pop culture references like in Boss Monster Two. There's references to Brandon Sanderson. He's one of the epic mm -hmm. heroes, and mm -hmm. pra Patrick Rothfuss, and and other sci-fi and fantasy um, people, real world people. So that's kind of fun wink and nod to stuff. Um, but again, it's just a lighthearted game. Again, I wouldn't take it seriously. There's no hardcore strategy, but it's a silly enough game, maybe pull out once in a while, you know, lunch game, but it's not going to, 
it's not going to be a long-term game that you just get to keep pulling over and over. But, right. But a lot of people really love it. There's Boss Monster and then Boss Monster 2, and then there's, I think, like, 15 to 20 either expansions or mini oh, wow. expansions where you can buy just a little pack where it adds 15 okay. more cards. There's so much boss monster out there. And then we backed the boss monster overlord. So there's uh, that Kickstarter where instead of building a dungeon, you're building a like eight bit or 16 bit overworld. Think Zelda overworld. And okay. you're, you're building that. And that sounds a little more interesting as tile building. Nice. I think that sounds a little more interesting than these You had cards. me at tile building. <laughs> Tiling. There's even this with with the with the Kickstarter. We there's a castle, like a wooden castle. Ooh, that, nice like, tiles. Yeah, it comes out fancy. But um, anyway, we introduced it again. Just another game to play. But you mm-hmm. hadn't played it and heard. Yeah. you probably heard of Boss Monster. But I'd like to play it again. I feel like I got kind of screwed with the cards. Yeah, that was a rough. Go I around. didn't get. Maybe we should many. play Boss Monster too. Looking at the cards and everything, there's a lot more variety. It looks like there's some cooler stuff that maybe it fixes some of that. I mean, this was their first game. It was very lighthearted and definitely novel. Novel at the time, like that that theme of that eight bit and like mm-hmm. you're playing the bad guy stuff like that really hadn't been done. I mean, it was 2012. That's yeah. No, it's, that's a long time ago when in, right. in the game world. Yes. A lot of the games we like to play were created after that right yes <laughs> so anyway well as boss sponsor check it out or don't i don't know it's up to you what ifs? i think it's pretty cheap i think it's like 10 bucks or something like that on amazon so it's not like here it's a lot of money but right pretty light footprint small box yeah all right next game emily what was the game you played uh we introduced denver to kerala 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 yep yep it's uh what, what's the theme on that uh yeah elephants i don't yeah, it's Indian Pretty themed. Basically, yeah, it's, it, it, I believe it's Indian themed uh, with these elephants and yeah. There's like the I think there's like a backstory that goes with Th- that. There is. There's like the there's like a I don't want to say a holiday, but a celebration or something where they honor um, the elephants and it's like it's a big kind mm-hmm. of big deal. So I kind of feel bad that I have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, either way, so I guess we can talk about the game. It's definitely elephant themed, kind of. Well, elephant themed as in you just have el- two elephant pawns and that's it. There's really yeah, nothing. Yeah, and then tiles. Yeah. That you draw out of a bag. Oh, a tile game, laying game. And tile laying game. Go, <laughs> go it. No, it's it's a fun game. This is probably one of my favorite tile okay. games, I think. Yeah. So basically you're laying tiles out in front of you. And so no one else can lay tiles. In. They're not connected. You have your own play players. area. Yes. You have your own play area that you're building tiles to build a play area of tiles of different colors. Yes. So the tiles have uh, elephants or different number of elephants on them. And then sometimes they'll have like a move. Special abilities. Symbol. Special yeah. actions, yep. Um, so you can only have one section of each color unless it's your color. Then you can have two sections of it. And so they have to be connected in your tile laying area. And then you kind of just play until the tiles run out. But what makes it difficult is when you... When you one, it's drafting because each turn three mm-hmm. tiles come out, and then each person drafts one. But you can only place your tiles adjacent to where one of your two elephants oh, yes. is because your elephant has to move onto it. So, right, that's what makes it hard just playing tiles out and trying to connect colors. That'd be super easy. Yeah, it, what's hard is you have that spatial, you have to move your elephants across your tiles. Mm-hmm. And sure, there's some special actions that allow you to move your elephant anywhere, but those those are limited quantity and you right. can't guarantee when they come out. And when you say you can only have one area, you can technically have more than one. It's just that at the end of the game, you have to pick one of 
one area of each color except for your own color and you have to flip those and you lose i think it's like negative two, two points per, per each per tile mm-hmm. because you can overlay tiles too on this game right so you can put a tile on top of another tile and um that's perfectly legal but again it's kind of wasteful because you only get so many turns right um but yeah so then you add up the points of each area based on the elephant icons and that's Basically, the winner is that right? Yeah, you just add up the number of elephants. Well, and yes, it's the based on the elephants on the specific colors. And then there's some special tiles that have multicolors. So if you yes. connect the main color with one that touches the other color that's on the small part of it, you get yeah five, what, points, five points for yeah. that particular tile. Which is a little hard to do, especially as you get later in game, where you already kind of have your predefined color sections and if you have blue on one side and purple on the other one you have that blue purple one coming Mm -hmm. you're like okay well i can't do that yeah Uh, but early game is interesting when they come up because it kind of defines what you're gonna have to do and it makes it a little more tricky and denver got what three or four of those no he got uh, four of them and yeah he beat us i had four too but he did beat us i think he had (laughs) 50 something 58 points i had 53 but it was still close but yeah, it was definitely a game he could play. I, mm-hmm. I it says eight plus. I, yeah. I think seven or eight is is probably appropriate. He might not have got all the strategies. There a couple times, right. like you might want to do this. Yeah. Um. Also, you have two passes, so you don't have to take a tile two times in the game. And there was a couple times he was gonna take it. I'm like, what are you gonna do that? And I'm like, how about you pass? And he's like, oh yeah. Um. But other than that, minimal right. help. Um. It's a very strategic game. Pretty, pretty chillax. You know, it's just a relaxing tile placing game. Mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of the same feel i get from king domino where yeah. you're placing and trying to build the areas it's just this is a little less restrictive because you can build as i was big just as gonna say want. i feel like king domino is a little bit more stressful because yeah i don't know i like that game okay i just find it kind of stressful <laughs> <laughs> it gives me anxiety like, how am I going to get all the forest together? <laughs> I just don't like being, like, trapped in where... I, and then I'm like, ah, I can't... I never make it work where I can get, like, it completed. It's like Sagrada for me, too. That's how I feel with Sagrada. Yeah. But Well, cool. Overall, I think it's a really solid game. For some reason, I thought it was two-player only, but when you pulled it out, it's <laughs> two to four or two to five players. Yeah. So, I think... It's a pretty normal number, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm going to say it's two to four players. Uh, really solid game, though. Really cool t- I table I think presence. you thought that just because we had heard that it's best at two players. It is a really good two-player game. It's a game, really though. good two-player game. Scales really well. Yeah, it's just it's a solid game. Really cool table presence. The little elephant mm-hmm. meeple things look really cool because they they're the they're of your player color, but then they have these gold like embossed on mm-hmm. it, which is pretty cool. They look neat. Mm-hmm. They're pretty big and chunky. So, yeah. And then the colors, just really vibrant colors in the game of the tiles. Yeah. It just It just looks really cool. And even the cover, it's probably one of the best covers that grabs your eyes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like pictures of the game on the front. It's just like crawl. And then it just, the, it's the same artwork the and colors. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So definitely yeah. check this out. Um, I know this is a fair, was a fairly popular game when it came out, but definitely worth it. Good family game. Good mm-hmm. couple game. Yeah. Good stuff. It's good game. Good game. All right, uh, last game for me. You didn't play this, but you picked this up at half. You're a half price bookstore. Mm-hmm. I think it was on sale or something. It's called Slide Quest. I think it just came out this last year from Blue Orange Games. Um, 
I don't even know if this is considered a board game. It's it's board game ish. Right. It's more of an activity. I don't know. I didn't even log in in BGG because I just. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how would I track it? Because what? Okay, so what it is is essentially you use the bottom box as part of the game. So you pull everything out. And there's this brown plastic thing that has holes, like big circle holes, and also like small indentations where you can put stuff in it um, on the on the corners. I know I'm not explaining this very well. It's hard to explain. But then there's these yellow pad things, like these yellow, they're levers essentially, that go into the box. And even the bottom box, there's like a notch that they go in, that they, they, they go in. And then... On the end of them, inside the box, this big brown plastic thing goes on it. Goes in the box on top of those levers, and the levers are in the middle on each of the sides of this thing. And so this this brown plastic thing, this grid, sits above the box, suspended on the end of these paddles. And then the paddles are outside the box. And so as you press down the paddle, it the... I guess we'll call it the board. It shifts. Yeah, it rotates. So think, there used to be those old wooden, you know those old, uh, maybe people are too young, maybe they're about their age, but do you remember those like square wooden things where there's a marble and all those holes and it was like a maze? Oh, yeah. And you had to like turn the mm-hmm. levers to make it shift, to yeah. make it roll. It's like that, except for instead of the knobs, you have paddles. And then inside, around that, uh, there's a, there's 20 levels and they're like dungeons, if you will, that are full color uh, cardboard that go on top or insert inside this brown thing that's that's suspended. And they could have a number of holes in there like the, that make it so they either cover the holes or there's a hole that then is open to the bottom of the box. And then there's also spots for pegs. So there's things like for rocks and fences and there's arches, these plastic things that come with it. And so each level's different. And so you have this knight that has a ball bearing on the bottom. And what you're trying to do is there's multiple types of levels, but you're, you're using the levers to create an incline so that the knight moves and rolls across this mm-hmm. board. And so some of the levels you're following a path. Some levels there's bosses where you have to knock these little meeple bosses into specific holes to kill them, to get to the exit. Um, there's dynamite on some where you can't knock over the dynamite or you have to use the dynamite and push it into a wall to blow it up. Stuff stuff like that. It's supposed to be like a video game, kind of a top-down video game idea. Really puzzling. Well, it's not even not puzzly per se. It's more just a video game where you're... Dexterity. Yeah, it's, it's, def, it's all dexterity where you're just trying to yeah. get to from point A to point B or there's some tasks that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And every level gets harder and harder. Or like the last level is insanely hard. Um, but there's different difficulties that you can do depending on... You can add timed... Um, you can have timed elements to the game. You have... Uh, they have a, a little cardboard with two dials. I love dials. I love dials. Um, where you can track your life and what level you are. The quote-unquote save. Um, it's kind of cool. Um Again, I'd say it's more of an activity than a board game, but Denver yeah. absolutely loved this. He really played with it yesterday probably for three to four hours. Oh, total. my goodness. Basically, after you left, we got it out. We were playing with it, and then I got him supper. He ate, and I ate, and then right after supper from right to bedtime, that's all he did. That's awesome. Um, 
it's it's pretty cool. Um, every level's different. It gets scaling hard. It scales up harder, and you can play one player, two or three or four. I found playing single is a lot easier because you control the paddles yeah. yourself. And <laughs> playing two player, you only get two of them, and you're like, okay, go, go. Too much, too much. Oh, it's too much. <laughs> um, and as you can imagine, a seven year old is going to like push it all the way down, then yeah. rise and start to let go, and it's like, okay, well that's not going to work. It's kind of like playing Mario Kart or video games where. You know, at first you're like going all right to turn right instead of mm-hmm. okay. There's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of there's a lot of room between not turning and all the way turning. Yeah. So you kind of have to play into that a lot with this. You have to take it nice and easy, and then you have to start combining speeds, uh, you know, levels. Um, but it, it's a fun little activity game. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of dexterity. And there's a really fun, cool theme. The artwork's really fun and lively and colorful. And there's definitely challenge. Um, not a game long term. I think that's going to have a lot of replayability. Right. <laughs> definitely novel, but it's it's pretty cool. Pretty neat, neat idea, I would say. Yeah. Um, Maybe they'll come out with new levels for it. And they definitely could because that brown thing, that brown insert has peg holes, so you can put your arches or fences and stuff like that. And you can insert the map, if you will. Mm-hmm. Really, if you want to keep it up, unless they want to make it bigger, you can just release more maps. Right. More, you can release more of the plastic things that go in, more guys, mm-hmm. more rules. It's kind of, yeah, they could. I'm not sure they will, but it's it's neat concept, I would say. Yeah. So That was called Slide Quest because you're sliding your knight and it's questing like video game or something. They even call it a video game board game, I think is what the tagline okay. is. Okay. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Neat to try something a little different, but if your kids are stuck at home bored, and you don't want to play video games, play a video game board game. <laughs> it would be interesting. Could you imagine four kids, like siblings, trying to play that? Oh, oh man! Oh my word! Yeah, uh, it'd be kind of fun. Tables actually. would be flipped. Boards will be flipped. Knights will be <laughs> ejected from the board. <laughs> oh brother. All right. Well, that's the games we played this week. Um, hopefully, there's a couple games, some good ones, definitely for families and couples, and yeah, some solid games, some older, some newer. Hmm. We have a big weekend coming up. Well, I guess when this is when this is over, it'll be last weekend. But yeah, yeah we, we kind of alluded to it a couple weeks ago. We have yep. friends coming in. We're gonna hopefully get a lot of games on the table. Yeah. So we'll have a lot of games to talk about. Um. There's, we have quite a few good four-player games or mm-hmm. games we played two players that would be really good at four that we might be able to get to the table um, just to see how it plays differently, if it's better, worse. Yeah. Um, maybe some newer games that you can't play two-player games but, you know, be wa- been waiting for. So I'm really excited. Get some, I am too. Get some games to the table and hang out with some friends and yes. have a good time. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else before we take off, Emily? I think that's it. All right. Well, we do appreciate you joining us on the podcast this week and listening. Um, we we always we, we really do appreciate it. Yes, your time we do. We enjoy talking about the games we play, and hopefully, you've found a game that maybe piqued your interest. Try it out. Check it out. Always check it on Board Game Geek if you're not sure. You can look at the picture reviews, video reviews, and whatnot. So okay. Well. Uh, we'll go ahead and end it there. Uh, thanks, Emily, for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. Happy to be here. This is episode 71. Thank you for listening. And from the games 71. We, and from the games we play, I'm Brian. I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. 
You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com. The big brown plastic thing goes... (laughs) What's so funny? Brown. I didn't even know you said brown really funny. I'm sorry. Let me try this again. (laughs) Um, The... The big brown plastic thing. <laughs>